America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Hi, I'm Angela Peabody of Global Woman Peace Foundation, and I listen to America's Meditating Radio Show. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar4children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. I'm Ivy Hilton, and you are listening to America Meditating Radio Show. I get it popping. I pop in so I like it and 
Just wanna dance between minds, hands open wide. I'm catching feelings. Oh, I got that spirit. Can't you hear it? Yeah, you hear it. They fear it when we get here, when we get up there, when we climb those stairs, when we scale the air, when we breathe without stress. Yes, we forget how blessed we are. We come far, not far enough. I look in the mirror, ask myself, what you gonna do in the clutch? I'm breaking the cuss, pushing past the cuss. Pay attention to what they doing to us. Clarity is a must. Habits come calling. In the eye of the storm, I'm holding on to everything that's calming. The fight is exhausting. Thank God I ain't lost it. Thank God I ain't lost it. I stay praying to him. Time to get back in the gym. Back on the pen. Working it out because I know it's all... There you go. Raise your vibrations by J.I.V. Hi, everyone. It's Sister Jenna from America Meditating Radio. I hope you're doing extremely well. And I am in a very beautiful space. We actually visited the... National Museum of African American History and Culture. I have to tell you, oh my gosh, you have to go. And please go to America Meditating Tweet and look at Sister Gita's dance as she was stepping it on one of the exhibits that's on the second floor called Explore More, which was really all about resting, you know, all the walking because it's such a huge space. But you could just rest and go over the incredible amount of installations and artifacts that's actually in this such timely museum. You know, I knew I was going to be emotional the moment I walked in, and a lot of my friends went on opening day, and so they were, you know, gradually worked their way to the top, and Reverend Sylvia from Unity Church said, I started from the top, but it was so much to see that I could only do two floors, and so she's planning to go back. But in, you know, you can get the tickets thanks to the destiny of time. We've got great friends, and our producer, Antonia, just did a great job, and we were gifted four tickets. And so when we went, it was in the midst of so much on my plate, but it was like I couldn't, I couldn't give this up. I wanted to experience this museum. It's so overdue. It's important. And so when we actually got there, my aim was maybe an hour or two I can carve out of the day. When I was bombarded with all my stuff, I regretted it because I was exhausted. But it's so worth it, everyone. And there's a part in it called the contemplative court. And the minute you walk in, there's the inscription, you know, about something that Martin Luther King shared, that when, let it be that there's no more injustice left in the world, that it just streams, it streams where everyone is basically justified. And so we sat into the contemplative court where this beautiful installation of falls, this fall of water is, and we just went into a zone. And I have to tell you, you've got to do this. You've got to go to the National Museum of African American History. It's heart-wrenching. It really is. But heart-inspiring as well. Well, the political campaign continues, and... um, it's so hard to know which media is telling the truth. On one side, you're hearing Donald Trump won the debate. On another side, you're hearing Hillary Clinton won the debate. And I'm like, who's buying out the media nowadays? I mean, who really owns who? I know that corporate interests are all behind these news stations and news affiliates, and but this is ridiculous. You can't say one political candidate won and the other one didn't. Someone must have won. Who rated the best? Who gave the most information? Unless it was the one who won the most for interruptions. Okay, then say it like that. Say the one who yelled the most. Then yes, that one would have won the most. So, you know, I'm just shouting out to all my media companions and friends around the globe, please, can we just get the news straight up? Or is it that it really has to keep being sold to certain individuals who don't do their research or who are just basically 
not really at all invested in bringing the country up. There is one part in the debate where I think um, presidential uh, candidate uh, Donald Trump said, you know, basically he knows how to work around the law when it comes on to business. It's business. And it was a very interesting point where Hillary Clinton shared that, well, then if you're not paying federal taxes, that means no money is going to the veterans and to so many other areas in the country. And I think if most of the supporters in this country are are those individuals that are from the veterans NRA and individuals who are hardworking citizens, wow, I think that would have amplified in my ear, whether I'm knowledgeable or not, massively, massively. So be very conscientious. And not only that, be very wise. You know, when we started Meditate the Vote campaign in May, we're now leading up to its final days of this incredible initiative. I got an email, or rather a WhatsApp message video from someone. He's an IT young man, a millennial, and um, he was aware of Meditate the Vote from the beginning. And he said, you know, it was difficult for me to wrap my head around it. And yesterday he sent me a 10-minute video about now I know why. Meditate the vote is so important. I'm a Trump supporter, Sister Jenna, and I support him because he's a good businessman. He's making money, and I'm interested in that. And he says his wife said, I won't marry you if you vote for Trump. (laughs) And he said to himself, well, who's going to know? It's a private affair. I can go into the boot, vote for him, and come out and tell her I voted for Hillary. She would still marry me, right? But he said that after he thought about it and he meditated on it, he goes, but what is really for the best interest for the whole country? I mean, I'm an immigrant. Uh, My parents just got their their citizenship. And now it matters to me because this is going to be the first time I'm going to be voting in this country. And so he says, as I kept going deeper into what are the facts, what are the things that are important to me, what are the interests that matters the most, he's found that when he does go to the booth, he will be voting from a meditative place. And he didn't say that he was going to be voting for Trump or Hillary anymore, but he said, as a result of utilizing Meditate the Vote format, which basically offers you questions to ask yourself so that you can understand a little bit more about who you are and what you are, it became quite profound for him to really say, there's something here, you know, there's something here. Stay tuned. We are going to interview a wonderful friend that I met in New York, Bill Tingling, who is a leader and who has dedicated his life to strengthening both Jewish and African-American causes in the United States of America. Now, before I get Bill on the line, I want to do what we do best here, and that's to go into a really nice meditation. So from my off-the-grid, into-the-heart meditation CD, here's Letting Go. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, 
to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself. How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free, Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness.
welcome back from off the grid into the heart that's letting go. The American Meditating Radio Show is proud to welcome Bill Tingling, a newfound friend to our community. Bill is a leader who has dedicated his life to strengthening both Jewish causes in the U.S. and around the world. Bill is the president of the School News Nationwide and the Words of Bonds Holocaust Project, where he, along with African-American seniors, Jewish Holocaust survivors, rabbis, and a roster of distinguished educators, visit schools, civic arenas, and educational institutions teaching the importance of tolerance. For his work, Bill has been honored with the highest New York State TASC award and numerous awards from schools, senators, congressmen, borough presidents, Hadassah, Paula. I mean, he's gotten so many accolades. So here he is now. He's formed an alliance with France, Italy, Poland, Israel, Jamaica, to bring youth to their countries to discuss matters of tolerance. And the Jewish Holocaust survivors community has proclaimed Bill as a man with energy and vigor to whom they have passed the baton of carrying on the message of tolerance. Today we're honored to welcome Bill Tingling to our show. Welcome, Bill. You're doing so much. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Sister Jenner. You're so amazing. And you know what I love more is that you're Jamaican man. <laughs> Absolutely. I was born in uh, Bethlehem, Westmoreland, in the hills. You know, when we met at Le Cirque and Ronnie Goodman had, you know, given me your introduction and, and all of that, you're this, you're the man of Madison Square Garden, you're that, you're this. And then when I found out that you were Jamaican, I didn't care what you've done. I'm like, yeah, man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My history in Jamaica is as well. I, I know sometimes share with my kids. I know what it is to get up early in the morning and milk the cows and, and uh, I share it with my kids. You couldn't mix the milk with the oranges. Because oh, wow. it would somehow, yeah, it would somehow defame the condition of the milk. So that was fun. Uh, sometimes when I was younger, matter of fact, the discipline that we've had in that era is somewhat energizing. And just looking back now, wow, yeah, it, I yeah, believe I all the countries should have this kind of discipline. In, in which you go to better. school and you pray and you read the, the word and it's just, Fantastic. Hey, back in I my agree. day, Sister Jenna, mm-hmm. I used to run a mile and a half to school. I was young, but it was fun. But mm-hmm. looking at it now, we were able to, it's considered exercise, you know, <laughs> now. <laughs> I know, I know. And even if it's just two blocks, you still want to be picked up. Well, I want to get into, you know, discussing your amazing work. Uh, that because I was blown away in New York when we met and, and you told me about the things that you have been doing. You know, you've got this school, right? I want to know more about the school news nationwide, rather, and the Words of Bonds Holocaust Project. How did, you know, an African, Jamaican, educated, living in New York City, has been in and out all around town, how did you end up being called to get involved in projects like this? Very good. Approximately 15 years ago, I was, I'm a writer, I'm a gifted writer, and I was doing a story about uh, the Jewish organizations. And my friend said to me, hey, Bill, he's a coach, he's a white guy, he's a coach there in uh, Yonkers. Won't you just do a story also on how, how slaves build in New York? I said, that's a good idea. In the interim of doing my investigations, I met a Holocaust survivor. Her name is Sally, Sally Furstenberg. And my life changed based on the influence, the strategy, the, the, the hateful connotations and 
murderous application that applied to the Jewish people. So I was able to merge the African slavery into what took place by Nazi Germany with the Jewish people and many others. So here I am today. I've aligned myself with Holocaust survivors, and now we're in the process of building the first of its kind mobile, children mobile museum. And it's called the Children's Mobile Humanity Museum. Fundamentally came from the aspects of what the Holocaust survivors have gone through. And the idea, Sister Jenny, is that they are still alive to talk about the past, merging the interest into the present, and for us to create the level of tolerance. I love that because it's needed. You know, just like what you said earlier in the conversation, Bill, where the discipline that you had when you were younger, it's definitely not what I see in our generation and the kids of this generation. I don't see that. And I think to have a museum where they can have access to sort of know more about themselves and to understand their potential is much needed. And Absolutely. And I think it's valuable. Yeah. So tell us about how can we go about supporting, you know, getting this children mobile museum up and running because I think you're in the process of really putting all of those pieces together. Yes. Yes. With the rise of antagonism and the hateful inflammatory rhetoric, that can truly destabilize society is really unprecedented levels, one may say. This new initiative will be able, just one bus now, will be able to see 50,000 students annually. Just one bus, 50,000 students annually. So we're in the process of building. It will be the size of a New York City bus, retrofitted, more like Epcot Center. You come in the bus and just by visiting, like you would visit Epcot Center, and you come out a brand new person with, filled with knowledge and says, oh, wow, it's like a movie theater. It's like your whole world evolved. You're now a, a character, a participant in the stream of what, anti, what intolerance is, anti-Semitism, anti-black, anti-Muslim, anti-Jew, and you're now saying, I can make a difference just by being here and learning. So it's really interactive. It's, it's really phenomenal. We have the greatest people working on this project with us. Lynn Breslin, many of you may know, she's the architect of the Slave Museum in Washington, D.C., the Holocaust Museum in New York. Michael uh, Merlin is the director for the 9-11 uh, Museum. These are the people that are working with us in getting this project on the move. And I, I really need help. Yeah, I, I know that, and we're going to see whatever the best that we can do to keep increasing that work because it is timely, and how beautiful it would be to travel around the country, you know, where you don't miss a city, you don't miss a little town, you don't miss a metropolitan area. You're just mm -hmm. really kids are just having access to this bus. So we'll definitely see what we can definitely do to keep amplifying that story. Now, you're involved with a lot of things that are, in a way, ancient, but still very current. You know, we're looking at the Holocaust that's happened. I mentioned earlier in the show the National Museum of African American History has now opened up. That seemed ancient, but they've done it in such a way that you're just engaged, Bill. You've got to come and see this museum. Yes. But I want to talk about tolerance because that's something that we have witnessed in the African American culture where they have always modeled the 
ability to tolerate whatever they've been through historically. They went through a lot. And, and, and so did the slaves of Egypt back in the days. So did Indians who were taken over by the Brits. So did the Ethiopians who were taken over by, you know, Italy. I mean, it keeps going on and on and on. History keeps showing that there's always a figure a culture, a gender, a race, a religion who thinks that they're dominant over another child, a god. And if we're all children of God, then there's nobody who's dominant over anyone. You know, you have the pharaohs who said, you know, this is my slave, and they would do whatever they would do to slaves. But if you put that child and that pharaoh in front of God, God would say, but you're both my children. Mm. You're both my children. There's no one slave here. You're no one's ruler or king. You are both my children. And so when we look at this virtue of tolerance, I really look at the ones who seem like they're getting oppressed to be the ones who are connected to the seed, connected to the source. Because anyone who victimizes any child of God is a seedless link. They're like they're not connected to the source, to God, to the truth. So tell me a little bit about your work in the area of building more of a conversation around tolerance. I want to hear why has it become so important for you? Well, we know that the youth of today are the deciders of tomorrow. And if their understanding and confidence in our common humanity is not made strong, then those who would divide to conquer will do just that, marginalize, terrorize, and destroy races and faith for their own end, one may say. And dealing with Sister Jenner and her show, we know that, that we believe that the quality of one's thinking determines the quality of your life. And having this new museum, we believe that it will increase the capacity in thinking and it will change many minds. There's a, the old philosopher and writer. He says, one can chase a thousand and two can put ten thousand to flight. And it all based on information and knowledge. So that is the hope and the aspirations that we have in which these young people who will be working with us, we believe, Sister Jenner, that they will be able to influence, empower, and provide a setting for the next upcoming generation. We plant the seed, it's nurtured, and here it goes. Fantastic. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to invite you on the air to keep giving us updates about how the museum is coming along and what our listeners can do to help to support this very timely museum. And so thank you so much for joining us on the air today. I know we're running out of time. But before I let you go, Bill, is there a website, a social media, anything that our listeners can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning about more? Yes. We are, because it's brand new, we are presently have the designers designing their entire website, so it should be up and running in the middle of October. Nevertheless, my telephone number, please reach out to me. May I give it, Sister Jenna? Sure, if you don't mind people calling you up all the time. I don't mind at all. <laughs> 718-753-9920. And or the email address is WB as in boy, S is in Sam, N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, the number one at gmail.com. So it's William Boy Sam Nancy Nancy one at gmail.com. That makes sense. Bill, leave us with a best vision, your best vision for yourself 
that would make the world a better place. That we all, one day, as Martin Luther King would say, could look each other in the eye, not seeing black, white, Jew, or Gentile, but to see us all as one, as God's children, motivating, inspiring, and implementing righteousness and the goodness from our heart. And that is love. You're, you're the best. Love you and continued success in all that you're doing. Thank you so very much. Many blessings. Bye-bye. Bye. So, see, Bill Tingling has shown us that despite whatever your color, your nationality, your language, your inner being can call you to do more. You can just rise towards something just by hearing a story. You meet someone and then you're hearing the story and it impacts something within you that it actually takes you on your journey of why you're here, your purpose for existing. Please connect with Bill if you'd like some more information on his Mobile Children's Museum. I think it'll be very timely and very important. Thank you for joining us on the air. You know your contribution and chiming in is always so important to all of us here at America Meditating Radio. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same, so let's do that. I'm going to end today's show with Keep the Faith. Bye. Bliss. Take care, everyone. Love.